Where's Your Head At? A podcast turning mental health into a conversation. Brought to you by the Bauer Media Group. Hello and welcome to the Where's Your Head At? podcast. I'm Andrea Zara. Where's Your Head At? is a joint collaboration between Bauer Media, Natasha Devon MBE and Mental Health First Aid England. We launched this campaign in 2018, petitioning for a change in law for better mental health provisions in workplaces and colleges across the UK. A part of this is also making mental health an everyday conversation. In this episode, we're joined by Kem Ketane, who became a name after appearing on Love Island 2017. Since being on the show, Kem has been very open about his history of depression and anxiety, something he's dealt with long before Love Island. And because of this, he's supported our Where's Your Head At campaign since its launch. Coming up, Kem talks about online trolling and his worries about the importance his younger cousins place on Instagram prestige. Kem starts this conversation about the highs and lows of social media and the impact it has on his mental health. I think social media is is huge. It's affected me in, in loads of different ways. Of course, like it's been a massive platform for me to reach out to people that have supported me along the way. And it's amazing in that aspect. But the pressure of it is is huge and sometimes I even worry for like my little cousins and stuff I see how how much it impacts them at school and how how much they think is so important like it means everything but it is hard because as a person like some I'm a very sensitive person and like I try and build myself to be more resilient to kind of comments and stuff but it's hard and it's something that takes time but you you put something up and you get a lot of backlash and negative comments and it's still it's all good saying that we need to change everyone, stop being so negative, but you can't change the world in a day. In that aspect, you have to kind of put yourself first and teach yourself how to deal with it rather than trying to change everyone else. But it's, it's really, really hard. Like, I sometimes upload something and I see loads of negative things and it does affect you and you get upset and it also affects your mum, your dad. Like, I see how upset my mum gets when she sees things being said about her son. But I guess it's how you deal with it and realise that some of these comments aren't from people that, that matter to you and that important and you can't let them affect you. If it was from your brother or your mum, your dad or your best friend, then then you might get upset. But from a random person, then you can't. Otherwise, every time someone says something, it's just going to break you and you can't live your life like that because we live in a world the social media is controlling at the moment, really. Do you find it harder some days than others to to deal with? Yeah, I do. I do find it harder some days. I think what I've learned to do this year is to be able to take time off from social media. I don't try and fight against it all the time and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I have my days where I use it and I enjoy it and I'm videoing, I'm with my friends. And there's some days where I know how I'm feeling. I just take myself off from it and I won't use it for maybe a week. And that gives me my time to kind of not be... Because what happens is, is I find that when I use it too much, you become too self-absorbed, you become too actually like selfish and worried about yourself all the time and worried about how you look and stuff and you're not really enjoying the moment and your friends around you and I think that's actually the issue is that you become like really really self-absorbed using Instagram and Twitter you're just constantly worried about yourself yourself is all about you 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 all the time and not about everything else just going like more important stuff than rather what you look like or how good you look in this or are people going to think you look good in this and at school like my little cousin says to me that the cooler kids are more cool because they get more likes on Instagram like I just think it's it's absolutely mental that, that that's what it is so it's being able to just pull away from it. What do you say to your cousins and do you think they take it on board? 
it's hard for me to, to get through to them because they look at me and, and think, oh, they see my Instagram. And that's why I get really stressed out because I try and get through to them, but they don't listen because they want to be on it. They want me to tag them in all this stuff, but I try and keep it all separate from them. That's why I don't really use it in front of them because I try and say to them it's not important, but it's very hard when I'm with them to get through to them when they go to school and all their friends say, oh, your cousin's got this many followers and he does all this, can you get him to tap? It's like the cool thing in school. So it's something that they'll have to learn with age, but I, have to, I try and guide them as much as I can that it isn't the be all and end all of everything. So can you talk us through the photo that you've, you've given us? Because this is a photo of you and your, your best friend, Chris. Yeah. It looks like you're having a brilliant time, yeah. but actually there was quite a lot more going on. So this was in July last year. Uh, I was having a really, really rough. I have moments like this all the time. Uh, they, I'm, I was, my mental health was just, just really bad at the point and I just couldn't really deal with it and it all just got on top of me. Normally I'm really good at dealing with it and it just all got on top of me at one point and I just had a bit of a breakdown one day and I said to my mum and my dad and my brother and everyone, I said, I need to take a few days off. Like, it's just all got too much and I need to sort my head out first before I look at doing any work or anything. And then my brother, without telling me, messaged Chris and was like, Kem's really struggling, like he's in a really bad place at the moment, like he's not talking to anyone, like what should we do? So Chris drove all the way down from Cotswolds where he lives and he was like, look, we need to do something. What do you want to do? Like, what do you really fancy doing? And I said, I just want to get like, away from everyone and just like just chill out, just us. And he was like, I know you like Centre Parks, so why don't we go Centre Parks? So we went to Centre Parks and they were just trying to do everything to cheer me up. And it was working, but I was still really down. And I remember he bought a Batman and Robin outfit. And I was like... I think he was Batman and I was Robin and he insisted that we was going to drive around Centre Park dressed as Batman and Robin and knocking on people's doors. And this is a photo of us kind of like perched up on bikes, posing. And like, I was in a good mood but I think I was just still really struggling and in the photo I looked like I'm all posing and having a good time and we were in Centre Parks like two best mates living the dream. But at the time I was going for a really, really, uh, really, really bad time. But luckily after that weekend I did actually start to get a lot better, the weekend did help me. How can you describe, um, you know, how you feel when you're, when you're not, you know, you're just, you're struggling? I'm a, I'm a big overthinker, so when I'm struggling, it times is by 100, and I kind of put every negative option that would never even happen, like it's a definite thing, right at the top of my head, and all the good things that are happening around this time are, like, irrelevant. And I just think, and I think, and I think, and I think, and I just get myself in such a pickle that it's only when it gets so bad that I have to take a step back and think, what on earth am I doing? But my head just goes at such a fast speed, I can't control it. That's why it's always, for me, important to take a step back and have my friends around me when I feel like that. Because when I'm in my own head, I don't need, I shouldn't really be on my own because I just, I don't stop until I get really bad. But luckily, my, my family have been around me for so long dealing with it. They know the trigger points and they know when I'm feeling, feeling that way. Especially my mum, she can see it a mile off, so. What do you think your life would be like without social media? Uh, I, I don't really know. I feel like I've, guess I've grown, like the day we live in, I've grown up with it since I was younger. And I guess the last few years it's been a bigger part. But I guess in certain aspects it would have probably helped if I didn't have social media. But then I don't like to wish it away because it's been a, a way for me to reach out and connect with all the people that have supported me for everything I've done. So I, I don't know, it's, weird, it's a weird one. I feel like it's such a big thing now. I can't imagine without it, but at, sometimes I think it would be much better without it. So if we can control it in some ways, I think it would, we can use it 
in a better way because there's so many young people on that if we can use it in better ways which I think a lot of people are trying to do at the moment. Do you think social platforms need to do more to combat online trolling, to, uh, to monitor the type of material that's been shared on there? Personally I haven't had as much trolling as I've seen from other people. I think like, I don't know, like, I don't really post a lot of stuff for me to get it back. I do get some bits and bobs but not a lot of I've seen other celebrities talk about but I think if there is ways that we can stop it but not just for celebrities for everyone like I know the celebrities speak out about it but they're not the only people that get it I think everyone gets it kids at school boys girls older people younger people everyone so if we can somehow but like get people together where they kind of feel like they don't need to do it anymore because I don't know where they're getting it from inside and they feel like they need to say these things to people if we can kind of combat that that will be a better option rather than just getting rid of social media, because if it's not social media, it's going to be something else. If it's not Instagram, it's going to be Twitter. If it's not Twitter, it's going to be Facebook, and there'll be more platforms that come out. It's never going to go. So we have to figure out going ways around it. There has been a lot of focus recently uh, this year on reality TV and reality TV stars and also the effect that being on these shows can, can have on, you know, on your life. How did you find it, being in the spotlight so suddenly? Not the biggest godsend, but the best thing for me is that I, I suffered with mental health and anxiety since I was 13 years old so I feel like I've been through the worst before I even got onto Love Island so even though my parents were really worried about what it was going to do for me I felt like I've been at the worst I've ever been that what more could happen off the back of this I felt the lowest I've been so what is someone saying something bad about me on a show going to make me feel any worse than I've done like for me it was an experience that I could build as a person and and become stronger so if anything, the show made me 10 times stronger and made me become a bigger person and deal with everything because I went through all the training exercises the last five years of how to deal with my mental health. So it was all in my brain anyway, what to do. I just needed to just push myself past that stage to kind of not be so scared of it. Do you think you got the support that you needed from, from Love Island and its producers? And do you think that they should be doing more, for example, this year? I think it all depends on kind of the circumstances. They do reach out, Love Island, but it's obviously how much you reach out to them. I have my own therapist that I've always seen, so when I come off the show, I always had my person that I saw once a week and obviously my family, but I had my therapist that was always on the call. But it depends, obviously, I think, obviously now Love Island will, will do more. And, but there is a therapist in there that I spoke to before I went on and after, but of course if people want more support, then they can reach out and maybe be contacted for more support as well. And do you think society as a whole should do more to, um, to, to raise awareness around mental health, to normalise the conversation and also to, to reach out to those who are suffering? Yeah, I think, if I'm honest, I think there's more being spoken about now about mental health than I've ever seen in my life. Obviously, I'm still young, so, but even my mum and dad said the same thing. There's so many people talking about it now and there's so much being done. I feel like the movement's biggest than it's, than it's ever been at the moment. And I think it's important for people like us, especially like young guys like me, who have been through it, to be able to talk and go and get through to like the younger boys and girls, because it's, it's a lot easier for us to get through to them. And it's a responsibility that we should take advantage of than like a, a guy that maybe studied in it, but it's harder when like a 45 year old man comes to talk to a 13 year old, it's, it's harder to get through. But for us, it's so much easier. They all really listen and it's mm. like, it makes me feel nervous because I feel under pressure, but at the same time, like my message is getting through to them and all I'm telling them is my story and a lot of them in there might go home and take that and tell their friends and it just escalates round.
This is why I'm really happy to be doing my school tour with Childline. Something that I've wanted to do for ages, but wanted to kind of make sure it was right. And uh, we've done the first one and we've got, we've got plenty more to come. And it's, it's, an, it's an amazing project. I'm so, I'm so excited to keep going and talking to all the kids and uh, hopefully get through, even if it's to one, it's, be it's better than none, so. Kem Ketane there, talking to us about his ongoing struggles with his mental health, trying to be a good role model for his younger cousins and talking to children in schools about his experiences with depression and anxiety. In the next episode, we're joined by E.L. Booker, another Love Island favourite. E.L. talks about the tools he uses to stay in a good headspace, one in particular being a healthy, strong exercise routine. So please join me. In the meantime, I'm Andrea Zara. Be kind to others, but most importantly, to yourself. And remember, it's good to talk. Where's Your Head At? A podcast turning mental health into a conversation. Brought to you by the Bauer Media Group.